This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Hope everyone is doing really safe and staying sane in the middle of this uh, COVID 19 movement control order here in Malaysia. And if you're wondering, I'm still recording at home. So, this will be the second installment of the quarantine cooking series. Two weeks ago, I made a miso mushroom pasta, and that was super funky and delightful and really quick to cook up. So, this week, we're doing something similar, but we are transitioning into the realm of desserts. And we're making a chocolate mousse loaf. So, you'll be hearing me bustling around the kitchen, talking through what I'm doing, all topped off with a bit of ASMR magic. But first, let me tell you a bit about the recipe. Now, this recipe is for a chocolate mousse loaf,、uh, and it was wholly inspired by this one YouTube video I saw many, many months ago.、Uh, it's on a Korean YouTube cooking channel by the name of Cooking Tree. And the chocolate mousse that they made was really just a wobbly, chocolatey hunk of a dessert. And before I saw that, I always thought mousses should be set in molds, eaten from molds, and really just belong within molds. I mean, sometimes you do have mousses in cakes or on plated desserts, but rarely, if ever, do you see a whole block of mousse turned out onto a table or tray. Especially not one that is this large. So the video immediately caught my attention and I recreated it in my kitchen,、uh, made a few tweaks, and that's what you'll be hearing me make today. Also, just before we start, yes, I'll be going through the whole recipe on the show, but if you want it in writing, which might make it easier to follow if you plan to recreate it at home, you can find the recipe on my food blog at junandtonic.com. That's J U N A N D. Tonic.com. It should be the latest recipe on the site, but if it isn't, just search for chocolate mousse. So, I hope you like this stunning of a dessert, and let's head to the kitchen. Okay, we're in my kitchen again, and this week we are going to make a really simple dessert. Of chocolate mousse. And let's talk about mousses for a second. So, for the typical chocolate mousse, there are actually quite a few ways you can go about making a chocolate mousse. Some people use gelatin to、um, thicken the chocolate and make it set. Some people use eggs for that、uh, to make it richer. And there's actually also one. Special kind of chocolate mousse that just uses just chocolate and water. And it was kind of popularized by Heston Blumenthal. And it kind of blew my mind when, when,、uh, when I first made it because really you only need two ingredients chocolate and water, and you can kind of whip it up into a chocolate mousse. And that's because of the special kind of way chocolate can interact and chocolate molecules kind of work and it can basically bind and hold together、um, on its own. But today, the chocolate mousse that we're going to make is enriched by cream and milk and we're going to thicken it 
with a little uh, cornstarch as well. So first things first, uh, we are going to heat up a pot of cream and milk. So the recipe calls for 100 mils of whipping cream and 550 mils of milk. So let's put that in a pot. So you want it heated um, until it's warm. You don't, you don't really want it to come to the boil. Um, and then at this point, while it's heating, you can ready your uh, cocoa powder and cornstarch and kind of mix them, sift them and mix them together. Then to the sifted cocoa powder and cornstarch, you're going to add 60 grams of sugar. Usually I would use fine caster sugar, but really granulated sugar works as well, but white sugar. Now, after you have all these in a bowl, you're going to add a bit of your warm milk and cream mixture into the bowl with the cocoa powder and cornstarch mixture. And you're going to ready a whisk. So once you pour it in, you start whisking. You pour about, I would say, I'll use a ladle, maybe pour about like two ladlefuls of the warm milk and cream into it. And you whisk it until it's smooth and no lump remains. At this point, after, after whisking, we're going to throw the whole thing back into the big pot with the remaining milk and cream. And at this point, if you're unsure whether you have lumps or not, you can always pass it through a sieve again. Uh, let's do that now. At this point, your mixture will kind of look like chocolate milk. And we're just going to let that sit there while we cut up some chocolate. Okay, so a few things to be said about chocolate. So when it comes to baking uh, or using chocolate in any sort of baking, um, I would kind of stay away from any sort of baking chocolate, really, that you can find in a supermarket because usually the chocolate that people use for baking is of a subpar or like less good quality compared to uh, the kind of chocolate you would eat. So usually for baking, uh, whether it's like cookies or brownies, I would actually, if the recipe calls for for chocolate, whether it's dark chocolate or milk chocolate, I would use chocolate that you would eat. So like chocolate bars, chocolate that tastes good on its own rather than using all those like chocolate pellets or chocolate chips and melting those down, I would, most of the time, I would really just go for the eating sort of chocolate. And that will really elevate your end product and your chocolate dessert will taste so much better. So just a note on that. Uh, and in this case today, I bought like a big pack of chocolate, Varuna chocolate, um, and I am really really obsessive over my chocolate i would say so i would really only use chocolate that i would enjoy eating and for these i could snack on them for days so 
I love using these um, in, in my baking. So let's just measure out 100 grams of the chocolate and chop them all up. Okay, once they're roughly chopped up, we're just gonna toss that into the large pot to melt with the milk and cream and cocoa powder and everything else. I'm just gonna toss the chocolate in right now. And give it a stir until it melts. Okay, and we're gonna bring this to a boil. Uh, just a quick boil. Once it boils, you should turn it off. But meanwhile, while we're waiting for it to boil, we can go ahead and line our baking tray. Or in this case, I'm using a loaf tin. Um, just gonna line it with baking paper. And first of all, you're gonna brush it with a bit of oil, and then you measure out baking paper just enough to cover the base and all four sides. Um, and you're just gonna put it in and make sure it, it uh, sticks, which it will stick because of the oil. Let's go right ahead and do that. Okay, our chocolate mousse is looking super glossy and really thick. And we're gonna pour that into the loaf tin or uh, baking tin. Then I'll give it a few gentle taps to smoothen the top. And we're pretty much good. So now we're gonna chill this in the fridge for at least two hours, uh, more if you can, and get it really nice and set. And we'll check back later. Okay, so with the magic of post-processing and audio editing, we now have traveled two hours into the future and I have my chocolate mousse ready. So let's take it out of the fridge. All right, let's unmold it. So to unmold, you're just gonna flip it around on top of a uh, chopping board um, or even like a cake tray or something and just the surface for the chocolate mousse block to be on. So you're gonna flip it out and gently remove the baking paper that is stuck to it. Ooh, it's looking super wobbly. Okay, do it really, really gently. And now we're gonna dust some cocoa powder on top, just to finish. 
Okay, so there you have it, your chocolate mousse. And you can slice it up into thick chunks. And basically, it's really quite a stunner of the, a dessert because it's just a block of pure chocolate and it can serve a crowd. Or if you're a greedy pig, uh, like I can sometimes be, um, you can just finish it all on your own. But um, it is quite a lot of chocolate for one person. But enjoy. Now that is it for this week's quarantine cooking. I hope you found this really quick and simple and that galvanizes you into cooking and baking more, even if that's not what you normally do at home. And if you'd like to see the full recipe, you can find it on my blog at junantonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-T-T-O-N-I-C.com. If you're interested, I also have a bunch of other recipes on the site like kimchi carbonara and the miso mushroom pasta from two weeks ago. And for next week, we might make something else from the blog too. So stay tuned. To listen to more episodes, you can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, or visit the BFM website, www.bfm.my. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.